Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Good morning. Scorcher, brutally hot temperatures now expanding from coast to coast. Nearly 200 million Americans set to face extreme heat today after Dallas reached a jaw-dropping 109 degrees. People say it's hot in Texas, but this is like different. It's hot. That historic heat wave in Europe rages on, shattering all-time highs, fueling wildfires, and even melting this runway. We've got everything you need to know, including Al's full forecast. Anger and heartbreak, emotions running high during a school board meeting overnight in Uvalde, Texas. Y'all do not give a damn about our children or us. Parents demanding answers, action, and accountability after that scathing new report calling the shooting response a systemic failure. A 10-year-old survivor making her voice heard. Most of those kids were my friends. Inside the growing tensions and where things go from here. Going down, gas prices dip even further overnight. Welcome news for drivers after coping with record highs. Just ahead, the state seeing the biggest decline in prices. But at airports, mountains of lost luggage only adding to the frustration of flyers. I really have no clue where my bag is. This morning, what you can do to keep track of yours. Trouble at Netflix, with the streaming giant losing subscribers at an alarming rate. All eyes on today's key earnings report. We'll have the latest and the major changes being made that could impact your account. Those stories plus, diving in. Carrie Sanders takes the plunge in search of the holy grail for shark researchers. Straight ahead, a first-hand look at the remarkable discovery made at a famed shipwreck just off the coast of North Carolina. Today, Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cuppy. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. It is good to see you. It's a Tuesday morning. Happy you're starting your morning off with us. Savannah is taking the day off. And Craig, did you watch the... I, 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 we watched it. My son and I watched it last night. It was. Makes everybody happy. Oh, it was a fantastic <laughs> right? sight. So we're going to have more on. Yeah, we're One soda wasn't supposed to win last night. Yeah. So it surprised a lot of folks. Be but cool. we'll have highlights coming up. All right. We're going to start, though, with the story. Everybody's talking about that extreme heat. So wherever you are in the country, we have a feeling you are waking up to it. Take a look at these high temperatures, this map. Heat alert stretching from California all the way to Massachusetts. And it's much of the same across Western Europe as well, where folks are facing the region's most intense heat wave ever. And here was the image that went viral yesterday. It shows a member of the Queen's Guard being given a drink of water as the U.K. copes with record temps there. You know, those hats are hot. Uh, we're going to have more on that in a live report. Al's got his full forecast. But first, NBC's Emily Aketa joins us from the Jersey Shore. Hey, Emily, good morning. 
Good morning to you guys. This is the place you want to be amid sweltering heat. As you guys know, the East Coast has briefly escaped some of those scorching temperatures we've seen in other parts of the country. But now those high temps, they're coming for us too. This morning, millions of Americans are struggling to stay cool and safe as these dog days of summer usher in weather that can be downright dangerous. This morning, Americans are waking up to blistering temperatures with an oppressive heat wave stretching from coast to coast. It's just been brutal heat. 89 million people across at least 23 states are under heat advisories, watches or warnings. More than half of the country is seeing temperatures over 90 degrees, many setting records. It's sweltering and, and what's the worst is there's no air moving. Triple digits extending through the plains from the Dakotas to Texas. Across the Lone Star State, records tied or shattered. People say it's hot in Texas, but this is like different. It's hot. Dallas reaching a whopping 109 degrees. I don't have central air. It would have me at over 100 degrees inside of the house. Michael Sneed says for him, the blazing Texas heat is a matter of life and death. Most of the time I have to sit right on the couch up under the air condition and that's not really doing much. And so uh, it's, I mean, I feel in danger all the time. California Central Valley is facing excessive heat warnings. The city of Fresno expecting triple digit temperatures to linger for weeks. Officials already responding to calls for heat exhaustion warn that as little as 30 minutes of activity in this climate can be dangerous. Our bodies are not necessarily used to or accustomed to this heat over long periods of time, and so it could be really dangerous if you're not prepared. In Denver, the Mile High City hitting a sizzling 100 degrees. After escaping the heat over the weekend, the extreme weather is finally reaching the East Coast. Severe storms battered the New York City area on Monday, flooding roads and train lines and causing damage like this sinkhole that swallowed a van in the Bronx. With summer just hitting its stride, this is likely only a preview of even hotter days to come. And we could see temperatures eclipse more records today. If you're in one of those areas with oppressive heat, a few things to keep in mind. Make sure you're hydrating. If you have to be outside, try to limit your time in the sun. Close your blinds throughout the day to try to prevent some of that extra heat from coming into your homes. And if you've limited access to air conditioning, identify those areas where there are cooling centers or access to water in case you need to seek refuge from just this brutal weather. Guys, yeah. back to you. All right, some good advice there. Emily Aketa, Forest and Long Branch. Thanks, Emily. Well, another hot spot for that extreme heat, Europe. Millions there coping with record-shattering temperatures that are leading to deaths and fueling some dangerous wildfires. NBC's Kelly Cobier is standing by for us in a sweltering London. Uh, Kelly, good morning to you. Good morning, Craig, and today is officially the hottest day ever recorded in this country with a temperature of 102.3 uh, noted outside of the city of London. And the temperatures are expected to go even higher, north of 105 today. And the heat is already bringing this country to a standstill. The infrastructure simply isn't built to survive these kinds of extreme temperatures. Most people don't have air conditioning. Uh, many schools don't have 
air conditioning. So some schools have closed today or shortened the hours uh, to protect the kids. The rail system is really having a hard time as well. Many trains are delayed or canceled because the rails could buckle in the heat. They're only rated up to 95 degrees. Problems at airports as well. At Luton Airport north of London yesterday, they had to stop flights for several hours because the runway melted. There was heat damage on the runway. Same concerns forced the Royal Air Force to stop all flights in and out of their largest base in the UK. And of course, people are suffering as well. You saw that picture of uh, the guard at Buckingham Palace being helped with a drink of water. Buckingham Palace is actually scaled back on the, on the uh, changing of the guard ceremonies uh, during this heat wave. And as bad as it is here, it's actually worse in southern Europe. In Spain, Portugal, France, those fires are still burning out of control. Not only are they battling the fires, but also extreme heat there. Uh, and the fires, just to give you an example, one fire in southwest France is now more than half the size of Washington, D.C., and still burning, Craig. Kelly Cobiea on, again, the hottest day ever in London. Kelly, thank you. Try to stay cool there. Man. All right, time to bring in Al. We got hot weather here. We got hot weather overseas. Hey, That's Al. Right. Okay, so we'll start in Europe where Kelly was. We're talking about right now 99 degrees in London. Of course, all-time record uh, July 25th, 2019, 102. You can see 95 in Manchester. Amsterdam, 91, 95 in Frankfurt. This is going to be short-lived, at least for parts of the, of the U.K. and Europe. Uh, by Wednesday, it's down to 80 in London, 78 in Paris. But look at these temperatures, Marseille and southern France into the mid-90s, Rome still in the mid-90s, so it's going to stay hot there. Closer to home, we're talking almost 90 million people impacted, both in the plains and also here in the Northeast, for heat advisories, heat warnings, and in fact, relentless heat. It's going to feel like 98 in Minneapolis, 109 in Wichita, but the air temperature, 107, 104, that's the air temperature in San Antonio, it'll feel like 102 in New Orleans, 93 in in Philly, Savannah feel like 103. Tomorrow, the heat index almost 100 in New York City. Triple digits for Nashville, Little Rock, Dallas, Houston, on into Albany, Georgia. And the heat wave goes on. 100-degree temperatures, St. Louis into Saturday, mid-90s D.C., and the, re the heat will continue as we move into next week, warmer than average temperatures over a wide swath of the country, guys. So, And it looks like this is going to last right on into August. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. Thanks, Al. I'll come back to you for your full forecast in just a moment. First, though, tempers flaring overnight in Uvalde, Texas, during a special school board meeting there. That school board meeting held just one day after that bombshell report slamming the police response at Robb Elementary, the community making their voices heard and calling for immediate action ahead of a new school year. NBC's Sam Brock is in Uvalde for us once again this morning. Sam, good morning to you. Craig, good morning. The school board set aside about 45 minutes for community comment. It ended up lasting more than three hours, with some parents saying that their kids burst into tears at the very idea, Craig, of having to return to school. The Texas State Police now launching its own investigation as criticism grows. It took virtually no time for things to escalate at this school board meeting. Y'all do not give a damn about our children or us. 
The calls to fire. School police chief Peter Redondo, outdone only by parents wondering how law enforcement responding on May 24th still had a badge or a community's trust. After waiting in the hallways for more than an hour before taking out the gunman. Rachel Martinez has four kids on four different campuses in Uvalde. Do you feel comfortable sending a single one of your children to school? One of my daughters actually comes to tears thinking about having to go to school. The most common concerns families voiced at the meeting, doors that don't lock and officers that don't act. Students weighing in, including incoming senior Jasmine Cossidis, whose sister Jackie was killed. What are you going to do to make sure I don't have to wait 77 minutes bleeding out on my classroom floor just like my little sister did? And poignant testimony from 10-year-old Maylee Taylor. This was the last dress that my, all my friends saw me on. Most of those kids were my friends, and that's not good. Her mother grilling a school board member over what he would have done in the crisis. Come on, you're a vet. What would you done? Answer. I don't have an answer for you. You don't have an answer. The crowd then attacking him for not answering the question. Don't. I am not a coward. I am a, a combat veteran of Vietnam. I served 26 years in the Navy, and I served in Desert Storm. And what about the children calling 911 from inside the classroom? Well, the victims, child call 911. Heard on this police body cam video, time stamped somewhere around a half hour into the response. The response characterized as egregiously poor decision making by the committee, moving grieving families to shine light in a dark hour. Vincent Salazar's granddaughter, Layla, died in the massacre. Voices will be heard, and change will be made. Uh, this is heartbreaking just to watch. Uh, Sam, there's a theme, obviously, at this school board meeting. Parents want accountability. They want a change in leadership. Is that any closer to happening? There's no indication right now that it is Hoda. I will tell you, throughout the meeting, you kept hearing chants, fire him, referring to Pete Arredondo, and shame on you. I spoke with the father of Jackie Casadas, who told me that it is a slap in the face to his baby. If Pete Arredondo is not fired, there's not disciplinary action taken against these police officers. To your question, the school board said it is going to be considering its next steps in a closed-door meeting, and we'll be factoring in that report that just came out. But the report did not lay blame at a single agency, but did point out Pete Arredondo co-authored the active shooter response plan that had the chief taking charge. Hoda. All right. We hope for some results soon from that. All right, Sam, thank you. Well, we turn now to the January 6th committee investigation. Back in October, that committee subpoenaed former Trump advisor Steve Bannon, but Bannon refused to cooperate. Now, his contempt of Congress trial is underway. NBC's senior Washington correspondent Hallie Jackson joins us. And so, Hallie, let's start here. What do we expect to see today, and, and what's at stake here? Yeah, it's a good question, Craig. And today we expect opening statements to happen. Jury selection is going to wrap up and then they'll move into that part, the very sort of beginning of the trial. And it's probably going to wrap up pretty quickly. Prosecutors said they, they think they only need a single day of testimony here. Now, remember, Bannon initially tried to argue that he defied this subpoena from the January 6th committee because his conversations with former President Trump the day before the Capitol attack were covered under executive privilege. Since then, just recently, he said Mr. Trump waived that privilege. But regardless, it's 
it's kind of a moot point now. The judge has already ruled that Bannon's defense team cannot bring that up in court. Now, legal experts that I've spoken with suggest it's going to be a big surprise if Bannon does walk away with an acquittal here. But listen, you never know what a jury will decide. Keep in mind, even if Bannon were to get convicted, he still would not be forced to hand over the documents and the testimony that the January 6th committee wants to see. This is about punishment. This isn't about getting him to comply with that subpoena. Just last week, though, Bannon changed his tune. He volunteered to talk with the committee. He said he wanted to do it publicly, probably to try to make a spectacle of it. Since just yesterday, leaving court, he again called those proceedings a show trial, Craig. Speaking of the committee, uh, we seem to have learned a little bit more about who is going yeah. to be testifying at Thursday's primetime hearing. What more can you tell us about that? Two names you're going to want to remember here, Sarah Matthews and Matt Pottinger. This is according to a source familiar with their testimony. Now, both of these people served in the Trump administration in the Trump White House and both resigned after the Capitol attack. Now, Matthews, she's a former press aide who was in the West Wing on January 6th. Pottinger was the former deputy national security advisor. That's a high-level position. He said he decided to step down after former President Trump tweeted that Mike Pence lacked courage on the day of the 6th. We've seen them before in taped depositions, so they've spoken to the committee, that was videotaped, but on Thursday night, that will be live and in person from the two of them. Uh, probably must watch TV here, Craig. All right, our senior Washington correspondent, Hallie Jackson. Hallie, thank you. We have a lot more to get to, including some hopeful news for drivers. Yeah, hopeful news for drivers. Gas prices falling steadily across much of the nation. The new average dropping to $4.50 overnight. NBC Maggie Vespa is in Indianapolis. We really say, rarely say gas prices and good news, but we actually have that today, huh, Maggie? I know, Hoda, good morning. It feels great to say, doesn't it? After months at record highs, finally we have some relief at the pump. Those gas prices have been falling for the past five weeks, and analysts say that trend very well uh, may continue a little while longer, helping Americans still hoping to hit the road this summer. On the nation's roads this morning, filling up is getting a bit less painful. After months of steady increases, gas prices have declined for the fifth straight week. They've been really high lately, so I think it's it's about time. The national average for a gallon of gas is now $4.50, down 15 cents since last week and 49 cents a month ago. While Americans are still paying $1.33 more than a year ago, gas under $4 a gallon is becoming a common sight. Prices in some 35 states now uh, have fallen under $4 a gallon. Drivers in the South are seeing the biggest drops. In South Carolina, $4 a gallon on average. Texas at $4 and Mississippi at $4.03. While California, Hawaii and Alaska remain over 5 bucks a gallon. So what's driving down the prices? Experts say it's supply and demand. Gasoline production has increased while inflation and economic uncertainty has led Americans to fuel up less. I think we all are dependent on our transportation and those gas prices are really going to play a big part in getting around. Officials at the White House insist the recent trend is not a blip. We think it's reasonable to expect more gas stations to lower their prices. For families planning that summer road trip, it's all welcome news. But analysts say if there's an energy disruption, prices could just as quickly turn back around. If we do see a major hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico, prices could still rise rather dramatically. 
Okay, so that warning in mind, let's bring it back home to Indiana. AAA has the average here in this state at 4.58 a gallon, down from about 5.15 a month ago. And you can see at this gas station, it's even lower at 4.13. And guys, I can confirm people on the ground are already noticing. Just a few minutes ago, our producer topped off our rental car and completely unprompted just yelled out, $35. It's a good day. <laughs> it is good a out here. I'll send it back to you. It is a good day. All right, Maggie in Indianapolis. We appreciate it. Thanks. All right. It is 720. Let's bring in Mr. Roker. Hey, Al. Hey, all I know is the Mets and Yankees are in first place. There you uh, go, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Bam, there. Soto, kiss that. Anyway, oh, wow. Oh, hey, yeah. You Man. walk away from 440? Hey, good luck with you. Good luck. See you later. Anyway, southeastern storms down through the south. Record highs down through Texas, and we're looking at sunshine and heat along the Pacific Northwest coast. And that's your latest weather. Guys. Thank you, Al. Uh, still ahead, Tom Costello is getting to the bottom of this worsening problem for airline passengers. We're talking about lost luggage. Hey, Tom. Yeah, it's been a rough summer for travel, and now it's luggage. Some people separated from their luggage for weeks. We've been looking into why it's happening and what you can do to find your bag. We're going to have that coming up, guys. All right. Also ahead, can Ryan Gosling and Chris Heavens help save Netflix, the streaming giant, pulling out all the stops to try and get viewers back, and it could impact your subscription? We'll explain. But first, this is Today on NBC. I live by routines, especially my same-day delivery routine with Shipt. Because when Sunday rolls around, I'm not scared. I got my shopper on the way with all my favorites. Shipt, delight in every delivery. Learn more at Shipt.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seven thirty on a Tuesday morning. Uh. That's the beach in Cape May, New Jersey. It's a popular spot this week. Temps are rising. Al says we should get used to it. The heat's going to be hanging around for a while. He'll have his full forecast coming up. Uh, it is summertime. There you go. Not mad with that happens. view. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, with Savannah off, we welcome in Good Chanel morning. Jones. Hello, Miss Jones. Good, Good to you see you. Uh, lots to get to. Let's start with your 7.30 headlines on this Tuesday morning. We're going to start with some new details in Sunday's mall shooting near Indianapolis. Police have now identified the gunman as 20-year-old Jonathan Douglas Supperman. They say he was carrying two AR-style rifles, a pistol, and more than 100 rounds of ammo. He shot and killed three people in the mall's food court. Police say a good Samaritan, 22-year-old Elijah Dickin, saved countless lives by shooting the gunman. The police chief calling his actions, quote, 
nothing short of heroic. The House plans to vote today to codify same-sex marriage nationwide. The Respect for Marriage Act would establish legal protections for marriage between same-sex couples. The vote comes as many civil rights activists worry the Supreme Court could rescind more rights after the recent overturning of Roe v. Wade. The measure is expected to pass in the House, but it's unclear if it can go through the Senate. There's more than half a billion dollars up for grabs in tonight's Mega Millions drawing. The jackpot has reached an estimated $530 million. That's the eighth largest Mega Millions jackpot of all time. It's been three months since someone walked home with the top prize, so get your tickets. The drawing is tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern. All right, good chance we might not see Chanel do oh. work tomorrow. <laughs> you got to play to win. Uh, now to the travel troubles that we've all been experiencing and reporting on this summer with the pilot shortage, canceled flights, severe weather, and now, take a look, mountains of misplaced mm. luggage piling up at airports all over the world. It's got a lot of people talking about just ditching their mm. check bags and just putting everything in a carry-on. NBC's Tom Costello covers aviation for us. He joins us now from Reagan National. Tom, my gosh, what a mess. Yeah, we've had a rough 24 hours, too. A 1,000 flights canceled yesterday, 200 so far today. This is the Reagan Airport baggage area where I waited for an hour and a half last week for my baggage. I finally went home without it. I was lucky. It eventually showed up. But a lot of people, yeah, not so lucky. The pictures tell the story, lots of pictures of misplaced luggage piled up in airports around the world. Literally called everywhere, no one can tell me where it is. In Dublin, Amsterdam, London, Toronto, New York, Washington. Y'all, this is insane. One traveler tweeting, I see London, I see Air France, but I don't see my underpants because they're in my suitcase that you left at Paris Charles de Gaulle Airport 11 days ago. So we were planning the dream Scottish wedding. On July 2nd, Katie Herman flew on Aer Lingus from Washington through Dublin to Glasgow for her wedding. Thankfully, she hand-carried her wedding dress. Her checked bag with all her other clothes never made it. I'm getting no updates. It's been over two weeks. The status of my online form has not changed, so I really have no clue where my bag is. The problem, airports and airlines, especially in Europe, don't have the staff to handle the surge in passengers or their bags. The situation so critical in London, Delta Airlines flew a plane loaded with a thousand bags to Detroit, no passengers. Meanwhile, in the U.S., volatile summer weather remains the biggest wild card. My flight to Denver last week had to abort a landing at the last minute due to dangerous wind shear. Forced to divert to Cheyenne, Wyoming with more than a dozen other planes landing behind us. So the captain on our flight said this was the worst wind shear he has seen in 20 years coming into Denver, and he was literally fighting it as he came up, pulled the nose up, and diverted around Denver, forced to go to Cheyenne because, quite simply, we didn't have enough fuel to go anywhere else. I am truly sorry for all this, but safety is paramount here at United Airlines, and that's, that's what we're going for. After refueling, we were too heavy to take off from Cheyenne, so all of the checked bags had to be bussed to Denver. The luggage advice from Travel Pros, avoid checking bags if you can. Travel with carry-ons. If you do check a bag, drop an Apple key tag or tracker inside so you can follow its whereabouts on your cell phone. Put IDs outside and inside your bag. And take photos of your luggage in case it's lost. Okay, so Tom, just remind us, if the airline does lose your luggage, what do you get in return? 
if it's a domestic flight, you could get compensation up to $3,800 from the airlines. Again, domestic flight. You'd have to probably prove that your luggage was worth that much, your belongings were worth that much. You'd have to have receipts. They may also reimburse you for toiletries. But you know, the good news is the vast majority of bags eventually do get to their owners. They've got that barcode on them. It just can sometimes take a while, guys. Mm. And uh, Tom, we did mention another reason for all that travel chaos, that nationwide pilot yeah. shortage. Well, after a wave of retirements during the pandemic, yeah. tomorrow, I think this is interesting, you're looking at the new Flight Academy trying to get some young pilots trained quicker. Yeah, Republic Airways, the second biggest regional airline in the country, says its flight academy for brand new pilots is so good it rivals the military's training. And as a result, it believes it deserves an exemption that its pilots should also be able to start flying commercially just as quickly as military pilots do, not as many hours as are currently required for non-military pilots. So we're going to go inside Republic Airways' new flight training program for new pilots, and we'll ask the question, is their training really that good, guys? Okay. Okay. Yeah, worth looking at. Could be a solution. It might be. Thank All you, right. Tom. Thank you. We're looking forward to that tomorrow. Uh, still ahead this morning, guys, the great female skier, the greatest, really, ever, Lindsey Vaughn. She'll be live in Studio 1A. She sure will. We're going to talk about uh, her life, that recent induction into the Hall of Fame, and the very relatable sleep struggle. That's right, sleep struggle that she's ready to open up about. But first, imagine watching Stranger Things with ads, with Netflix losing subscribers, how the streaming giant is trying to win back business with new and cheaper options. Stephanie Gosk has that story and what it means for you right after this. And we're back with our series, Consumer Confidential, where around this time every morning, we try to focus on issues that impact your bottom line. And today, this is all about the future of Netflix. Yeah, because so many mm -hmm. people subscribe. The streaming giant set to release its latest earnings report today after the company saw a steep decline in subscribers last quarter. NBC's Stephanie Goss joins us with what we all need to know. Good morning to you, Steph. Hey guys, good morning. This earnings report today is a big deal for Netflix after that surprising announcement in April that it's lost a lot of subscribers. So what will today's news mean for the future of the company and for its millions of subscribers who remain? We're about to find out. This morning, all eyes on Netflix as the streaming superpower may be facing a new plot twist. In a play to lure back viewers, Netflix is rolling out the blockbuster Gray Man this week. It stars Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans as dueling assassins. It costs $200 million, the most expensive feature film Netflix has ever made. And it's a gamble. The streaming giant hoping to bring back the subscribers it lost and pull in some new ones. It comes at a critical juncture. Netflix will report its second quarter earnings today. Everyone is watching to see how many subscribers Netflix loses in the second quarter. It warned that it would lose 2 million subscribers in the second quarter. The question is, does it do better than that or does it lose more? In April, Netflix announced it lost 200,000 subscribers. The first time that has happened in a decade and the stock price took a nosedive. Netflix cut 300 jobs and said it was going to crack down on password sharing. Content is also key. This summer, Netflix hit it big. Season four of Stranger Things passed a billion hours view, the company says. The series second only to Squid Game. But with everyone feeling the pinch of inflation, getting rid of a streaming service is a quick way to cut back. And it's easy, right? And you look at your bill at the end of the month and you say, oh, what can go? Well, maybe that goes. When it comes to these streaming services, 
The appeal is that you can sign up quickly, but you can also drop them quickly. The subscriptions can really add up. These four premium services altogether add more than $60 a month to a family's budget. Most of those companies offer something cheaper with commercials. Now Netflix says it will too, partnering with Microsoft for a new ad-backed option to help boost subscriptions and revenue. It starts to look like good old-fashioned TV shows again. It starts to look like old-fashioned TV shows with ads in between. And so when will this cheaper option be available on Netflix? Well, they're working on it, and they haven't said when it's going to be out or how much it's going to cost. But you can get an idea for some of these other subscription services who offer things that are similar. You have HBO okay. Max, which is the most expensive at nearly $10. Hulu is nearly 7 And then you have Discovery, Paramount, and Peacock, which is, of course, owned by uh, NBC Universal. They have a service for nearly $5. $5 a month. You make a good yeah. point yeah. with your question. Question there. You do have to wonder if we're 10 years from now going to be exactly where That's we are. That's what I think. Right. I've like said that for a while. Ago. Yeah, and all, and all these young people who have gotten used to no commercials <laughs> yeah. are going to have to sit there. They're like, yeah. Yeah. Just like the rest. Like the old days. Like the old days. All right. We, yeah. we like Thank commercials. You. Yeah. 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 Commer yeah. Commercials are great. Remember, yeah. And remember when you knew the jingle, yes. the whole thing? There's a positive side there. How do, you keep, how do you keep homeowners not turn into their parents? It's one of the great things. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're right, aboard, folks. <laughs> yeah. Come on. We're home, That's out. it. We're Next thing home. you know, we're getting rabbit ears <laughs> on top of the TV. It's free, baby. This is over-the-air free television. So there you have it. Oh, I'm over here. <laughs> See, we had more cameras. Back then, we only oh, had one God. camera. But it was in black and white. Anyway, uh, with all uh, this heat, we are talking climate change. Change and that is real. For example, Dallas-Fort Worth. So far, 100 plus, 100 plus days, they've had 23. 39 in San Antonio, 15 in Houston, and that third greatest number of 100-degree days for Dallas. The most for San Antonio, second greatest number for Houston through July 18th. And in fact, you look from 1970, the number of days that are over 100 degrees in Dallas has jumped up to 22, 24 in San San Antonio from one back in 1970, eight days in Houston. And in fact, more hot days since 1970, 74% of the United States has seen an increase in extreme heat days per year. For example, Portland, above 85 degree days, there have been nine of them added. Palm Springs, over 110 degrees, they've had 21 days. Even Philadelphia, above 90, they've added 12 days since 1970. So the heat is on and it's just increasing. Only a matter of time before they bring back UHF. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just that slider. Yes. Thank you, Analog <laughs> Al Roker. Uh, uh, maybe maybe uh. all have seen, maybe even experienced, let's, let's call them issues that can pop up during Zoom calls. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, folks, because up next we are going to show you a new one that could take the cake. It's a good one. We'll and it's back. brief. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is brief. <laughs> Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Carson Daly is here with today's Can't Miss. That's right, guys. Good morning. It's been more than two years since the pandemic began. And one of the things that it created was a lot of new habits. Zoom being probably the top of that list. People using Zoom to do things like live TV interviews from home. And, yes, there are some risks involved. We did see that on display (laughs) yesterday, clearly on CNBC, when an unsuspected... Uh, unexpected guest, rather, appeared in the background oh, no. uh, before he got dressed. Oh, Shoot. Wow. Did they notice? Oh. Hard to tell. Let's oh, see. Gonna... She didn't, I don't it's think... behind her background oh. right there. And earlier in the interview, her dog was barking. Oh. A lot <laughs> happening. Yeah, but what I think is great, the guy has a shower cap on. Right. Did, well, he have, did he have a shower cap? I didn't notice that. Oh, he did? He to get he had shorts on. Here's one of our other favorites. Y'all just, we thought we'd go down memory lane a little bit. How about yes. that lawyer? Remember when she got that filter on and she oh, couldn't? Sorry. She was at, doing lawyer talk and she couldn't oh. get the filter off. Remember this one? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. Oh, it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, that was amazing. I'm prepared to go forward with it. This is one of the top. I think we had him on I'm the show. Live, yeah. Yes. Not, yes. So my favorite part is when the lawyer says to the judge, "I am not a cat." I'm not, not a cat. I'm not a cat. I forgot. And the guy, the one, the one in the BBC. Yeah. Oh, but that was come in. He was talking like geopolitics, yeah. really heavy stuff, yeah. and that a little girl came in. Watch him shove with the left hand. Not now. And it drops. All right. Good time. We needed that. Coming up on Popstart, a first for the world's most acclaimed director. We're going to show you Steven Spielberg's unexpected new project. Plus, what would you do if the daughter of one of the most famous Hollywood couples ever asked you to personally tell their story in a whole new way? Well, that happened to Ethan Hawke. We'll talk about it after this. Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 